Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones podcast. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, and I'm actually a little bit sniffly today. So if I start sneezing or sniffling a little bit, um, please ignore me. And it's actually not anything health like as in flu or COVID or anything like that, even though I know plenty of clients who have had the flu lately or COVID or about of that. But what I think has happened is I went for a swim this morning down the beach like I do most mornings and because my hair's wet, I'm a bit cold and because I was cold, I've gone into my cupboard and pulled out some of my old jumpers, which I'm super allergic to dust mites, so other people might relate to that. But if I've had clothes that have been sitting in my cupboard for a while and I obviously haven't worn them because they've been sitting in sort of the back of the cupboard, when I pull them out and wear them, I often end up sneezing from them thanks to the dust mite in it. So usually I need to wash it before I can wear it. Anyway, fun facts about Sheridan. <laughs> You're welcome. On today's episode, I want to chat about eczema. So this is something I see really commonly in clients who join the root cause program. They reach out to me. They're like, I'm really itchy or my skin's cracked or bleeding. It does present differently to dermatitis or psoriasis, which I've chatted about in previous episodes before. But the, I guess, eczema, again, is similar in the sense that it is an inflammatory disorder. So women are reaching out going, hey, can you help me with this? But I don't actually have gut symptoms. So is this something you can help with? And I find this really interesting because so many people assume that to have skin concerns, you need to have gut concerns. And that's not actually true. So in most of my skin clients, they don't have quote unquote IBS. So they don't have constipation, loose stools, any of those things going on. But instead, they've either got a really high stress response. So there's dysregulated hormonal patterns, stress patterns and things going on, which we see present in uh, acne and other things besides just eczema as well. Um, but then as I'll sort of jump into today, the biggest issues I see is more around low biruterate, low good gut flora and leaky gut lining. And that's really driving these inflammatory skin disorders. So for those who don't know, the main way I work with women is inside the root cause program. So we work together for six months uh, using functional testing, herbs, supplements, nutritional changes, dietary changes to really jump into the root cause of what's going on with your health. So whether that's constipation, whether that's loose stools, whether that's bloating, whether that's skin concerns, I like women to commit to working with me for six months because then I see results. If it's single sessions that are ad hoc here and there, you just simply do not see the same results because you do not have the same support. So you need that time to get the testing done, to get your results, to make the dietary changes, to do elimination diets, to add foods back in, all those things that are really, really important when it comes to healing that gut microbiome and also hormonal, adrenal, thyroid concerns as well. 
So many women struggle with eczema and I have my own history of psoriasis. So I find skin conditions are really debilitating because they knock our self-confidence. So even though gut issues are uncomfortable, skin concerns are harder to hide. Like if you're really bloated, you can wear a looser dress or, you know, you can sort of work around it. But when it's on your face or on your hands, then it's really hard to hide that from people, particularly face stuff. But I see a lot of um, hand skin concerns as well. So the itchiness, the painfulness, the redness, the inflammation, these things can also add into other things like lack of sleep, a lack of being able to exercise, train, do things that primarily you want to be doing. So eczema is a sign that your body is inflamed. So we want to work out what's going on inside to reduce that inflammation. So obviously external things are important. So the right skincare is important and working with the skin therapist, you know, same as when you've got acne, the external stuff does matter because there's a microbiome in a sense that you're dealing with. And when these wounds are open, they're getting reinfected and they're spreading the bacteria and, you know, all that stuff, which is why they don't recommend us popping our pimples, even though most of us do. So these things about spreading bacteria and saying like eczema, um, understanding what's going to heal that skin, what are the right things to put on it at the right time, that does matter. But it's also going what's driving this, like what is the underlying cause for what's going on here? So the root cause of eczema is a disturbance in your immune system. So your body's overreacting to something attacking you. So potentially the body, you know, is trying to figure out or you've just got a stimulated immune response to figure out what it is attacking. So is it because there's opportunistic bacteria? Is it because there's actually an underlying food allergy? Is it because there's leaky gut and things are really, really inflamed? So let's be specific. If I had to narrow down eczema to two, like two main causes, I would say one, leaky gut and two, abnormal gut flora. So leaky gut, which medically they call it increased intestinal permeability, this is a sign of your gut in dysbiosis. So we have this low-grade inflammation in the gut. Just give me two seconds, guys. <laughs> My rice is over boiling. I should probably edit the bit out, but I'm not going to. Um, I'm always multitasking when I'm doing things in the kitchen. Anyway, that should be fine. So leaky gut creates a low-grade inflammation or what we call um, reactions to food particles. So your immune system's going, hey, this is coming through the gut wall. And I've got heaps of videos on this that you can watch. But things go through those cells that should be shoulder to shoulder. They're coming into your bloodstream and your immune setting off a response. So something that should not be happening. When you've got nice tight cell junctions with a really good amount of um, mucus in the gut because the good gut flora create uh, like a mucosal barrier in a sense, when that's there, you're less likely to get things between the cells into the bloodstream, set off an immune response. So normally you'd have this nice mucosal layer, all this good gut flora, and you're not going to have that same reaction. Now, leaky gut triggers heaps of health symptoms or problems, so things like fatigue, your brain fog, your headaches, depression, allergies, sinus stuff, your IBS, your skin stuff, your autoimmune conditions, 
all of those can be triggered by this sort of uh, change in that that gut lining. Now, we need to understand why do you have leaky gut. So if your immune system is aggravated, then we've got to step back and go, okay, so there's leaky gut. Okay, why do I have it? And that's when we go, well, has there been periods of high stress? What's your diet been like? What medications have you been on? Like for me, I had 10 years of chronic stress, also under eating, over exercising, really low hormonal picture, all those things, lots of greens, lots of nuts, like not a lot of animal fats, proteins, collagens, healing foods. Okay. So all these things contributed to that leaky gut lining, which contributed to all my skin concerns. So there's that, but then also it's like, well, if there's opportunistic parasites, yeast, bacteria, these are also going to impact eczema because they're going to impact that gut lining. So when you have things like candida in the gut, for example, what they're doing is it's embedding into the gut lining and it's kind of putting these roots down. And when it does that, it again causes that inflammation. Same if you have a lot of opportunistic protozoa or bacteria or things, it's going to cause that inflammation in there. So getting rid of your bad bugs essentially in the yeast can make a huge difference to things like eczema. So we do see that these food, these yeasts and these bacteria, they live off a high sugar, refined carb, lower fiber, processed diet, but that's not always the case. So the women I work with have tried all the things and they're still no further ahead. So they're living quote unquote healthy lifestyles and they're having all these gut symptoms. So it's not always a really bad diet. Like a lot of my skin clients do not have horrible diets at all. They're not eating processed crap food every day. Sure, they might have a bit here and there, but they're living within an 80-20 rule. So then it's like, well, these aren't driven just by, um, yeah, really, really, really poor dietary changes. Now, oh, changes, choices is probably the word. So the question then becomes if your diet's quite good, why are you so reactive and why is your immune system so out of whack? So like I said, these changes in the intestinal tract comes from these different areas, the antibiotics, aspirins, stress, infections, toxins, which cause this um, response. Now, we know that there is also a real strong correlation. So aside from that, there's this strong correlation between specific bacterial strains and things like dermatitis and eczema. So sometimes you don't have pathogens in there or you haven't taken heaps of antibiotics or birth control pill or those kinds of things. You just haven't eaten enough prebiotic fibers to be feeding your good gut flora. And flora is like one, I'm going to say, I always say it wrong, but your fecal bacterium pronazi is one that's strongly linked to these skin changes as well. So specific bacterial strains are really, really important. And you see this on your GI testing. So like I said at the start, if you don't have gut issues, but you have skin concerns, definitely run the three-day stool test. Go a bit deeper and figure out what is going on because it probably low good gut flora, low birutarate, leaky gut lining, and then potentially some pathogens and yeast as well. So you want to know what 
bacterias are low so that you know what ones A, to supplement with and B, to add in prebiotics to feed them with. And if it is low birutarate, adding some of that in for a couple months as well will make a big difference. So when we're using this root cause approach, like inside the root cause program, the main sort of seven areas that I'm addressing is firstly, dietary changes. Are you eating enough minerals? Are you eating enough nutrients? Are you taking your beef liver, your trace mineral drops, your collagen, your adrenal cocktail? Are you eating oysters? Like getting really deep into those nutrient-dense foods is super, super important. With skin stuff, there's a couple different dietary approaches. I usually start with more of a SIBO-friendly, low oxalate, low histamines, style of diet, low salicylate stuff that might trigger skin stuff, but might also trigger gut stuff just to nut out where exactly we're at. But the other really popular approaches is the autoimmune protocol, which you, I think I've done podcast episodes on it, but you can also Google that. That can be really, really beneficial for those immune triggers. Um, but the other one is the GAPS diet as well, which is quite intense. So it's really understanding how much time do you have, how much are you food prepping now, how dramatic do you want to make those changes because sometimes we just want to start slow because diet is not usually the root cause. It's a supportive element when we're treating the root cause. So it's understanding is gluten, is dairy, is nickel, is copper, is salicylates, are these triggers for your immune system or is there something gut dysbiosis going on in a SIBO-style, biphasic, low FODMAP diet is a better approach? So that's what we're trying to really unpack with the dietary changes. The other thing is obviously, like I said before, your anti-inflammatory nutrients and foods. So wild-caught fish or your omegas, your fish oils, your primrose oil, things are going to be really, really important that are going to dampen inflammation uh, the other one is your curcumin, curcumin <laughs> or your high-dose turmeric supplements are really helpful as well. But then there is really great herbs like sa, how do we say it, sarsaparilla, sarsaparilla, uh, boswellia, which are really um, anti-inflammatory as well and can help sort of clear those skin concerns. And the other things you want to be thinking about is obviously normalizing that gut flora. So Prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes are your three key to start with, especially looking at strains like your lactobacillus rhamnosus, is, uh, GG, is a real important one. Most of my clients start out on what I call LGG probiotic just because it helps a lot with if there is IBS issues but also supporting that immune response. The other one that a lot of research has been done by a company called Activated Probiotics is their Lactobacillus cellvarus LSO1. So theirs is called the Biome, the Biome Eczema Probiotic, and that one's got a lot of research as well in reducing the itchiness from uh, skin issues like eczema. And then, like I said, your um, Adru addressing hormones and stress is really, really important as well. So getting enough sleep, exercising, and then controlling stress levels are going to be super, super critical. So understanding that there is that link in chronic stress and inflammation, and it's probably the biggest thing I see across the board 
burnt out adrenal glands, low hormonal picture, and these link into your acne as well. So your acne, your eczema, your psoriasis, your dermatitis, yes, there's a gut element, yes, there's a microbiome element, yes, there's a nutrient element, but I always say to my clients, I cannot out-supplement stress. If you're not going to sleep properly, if you're not going to re- like recover properly after exercise, if you're not going to support your hormones, you're really going to struggle to heal properly. So that's a really key part of the picture and doing like your in-depth saliva testing or Dutch comprehensive hormone testing is going to be a really, really important part of your healing and understanding how the best way to support your body is. So is it overactive adrenal glands that we just need to calm the whole system with valerian and herbs, holy basil, magnesium glycinate, or is it really underactive and we need some ginseng and licorice to free up some of that cortisol so that you've got a little bit more energy throughout the day? So that would be my main things around skin stuff. Like I said, if you're interested in the Root Course program and understanding more about what I do and how I can help you heal, please reach out, send me a message on Instagram, jump on my website, book a free chat, talk it through with me and really nut out what testing could be helpful for you and how we can create a plan together over six months to see you heal and see you get better. Please let me know if you enjoyed the episode today. I love hearing from you and I will chat to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking. Mm-hmm.